What is up, kangaroo chasers? And on this episode, we continue our North American Rugby League, the NARL deep dive, with another close look at one of the East Coast clubs. So Big T, he got to spend some time with the blue check himself, Mr. Monty Gaddis, who I'm sure you are all aware is doing some great things for Rugby League in Cleveland in particular. Um, If this is your first time listening to Chasing Kangaroos, welcome. We love having you here. Uh, And you may love some of our back catalogs, so take a look. Uh, If you like this one, I do recommend episode 86. It was called What Have You Done for Rugby League Today? It was another Big T interview, and that one was with the founder of the Queen City Royals, Mr. Justin Tucker. He's gone on to do some great things as well. He's involved with the Women's uh, Rugby League in the U.S. as well. And he, uh, I was having a chat to him a few days ago. He's got a few things, a few announcements coming very soon as well, which is very exciting stuff. So we might have to get him back soon. But uh, if you're a regular listener, you're a regular kangaroo chaser, welcome back. How you doing? Uh, we've got some more cracking NARL content coming up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned. We'll talk more about that soon. But for now, let's get into some golden points. I'm Michael Carboni, and this is episode 111 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. And waiting patiently on the other line. <laughs> I love saying that to you, mate. Big T. Um, but for good reason this week, because, uh, man, we've had like 45, we're meant to do a quick golden points, but we've had like 45 minutes of technical issues. So biggest, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I mean, waiting patiently on the phone for you to say the number of the episode is really what I was doing. I was a 25 minute wait <laughs> in between those two. <laughs> But 45 minutes gonna, of us talking, talking rugby league and having chats and then just finding little things we need to iron out because really we're, we're consummate professionals. So we could have just bunged something together 40 minutes ago or we could do the best possible job we can, which is what we've got going now. Half an hour of that 45 minutes was like NRL chat. Like we should, we, I mean, after being finally, uh, you asking me to be a guest on Sports Best Friends last week, I feel like we should have like an NRL pod too. Maybe one day we'll find the time because, um, I think we have some fun things to say, but mate, how how was your rugby league weekend? Uh, Tigers lost, Dragons lost, so let's not really talk about that, but how have you been? I've been good. Uh, For anyone who wants to go back to Sports Best Friends back catalogue from about two years ago, you'll you'll hear a Sports Best Friends stories with Michael Carboni. So it's not technically the first time (laughs) you've been on Sports Best Friends. And also that's that's an important thing to bring up because that was the first time you and I had met face-to-face and we realised that we should probably do more work together and that's how I got my gig on. Uh, chasing kangaroos so pivotal moment for rugby league all around the world was uh, that stories i've had a great weekend mate littlest and i littlest is an absolute fantastic mood we went to um henson park on the weekend to watch some uh new south wales women's uh football i didn't stick around for the newtown game i would love to but um there's far too many people there for a two-year-old 
Um, so, so I didn't stick around for that. What about you? How was your weekend? Man, it was good. I didn't get to catch as much rugby league as I like. As I said, the Dragons lost, but the Warriors played really well. Your Tigers did well, mate. They, I mean, no one expected them to beat Souths, and they almost did. Um, we're hearing so many things about what's going on in North America, and I've had I've had a lot of like rugby league conversations with people all over the place about so many different things. So it's just really exciting, and um, I just I'm just loving it, man. I can't believe the NRLs. What? How far in are we? It's five, six rounds in now, and um, yeah, it's just before you know it, it's like origin time, and it's all done, and it's just pretty crazy, man. Well, thinking speaking of being all done, uh, my first. Um Golden points, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump straight into to golden points. Let's do it. Dragons beat the Tigers. I know you love keeping up to date with all the Dragons and Tiger-ness that's happening around the world. And in the <laughs> Tasha Gale Cup, they're wrapping up their season. That was one of the cups that I got to, one of the leagues that I was commentating. So I knew a lot about the West Tigers women's team. Fantastic uh, team, great pack of forwards, but uh, they got beat 30-8 to eight against your hot Dragons. Now, there's a Fasui Masalai in that team. I think I've, I've done that a terrible job, Rishi, so sorry about that. But there's also a Breezy. Now, that's one of my favourite rugby league names of all time. Breeze, first name, and then E, apostrophe E. She scored for you in the 29th minute. Uh, Stella Dejour was also great. She kicked three from three, absolutely dominating across the park. But uh, I'm just giving another weekly shout-out to New South Wales Rugby League that does such a phenomenal job with so many different leagues. You've got to get that, that app. If you haven't already got the app, get that app now. You can see all the leagues they're doing, keep you up to date. They give you so many videos, great commentary on there, obviously, and uh, and they give you highlights and things like that. So congratulations to the Dragons over the Tigers in this part of the world, and, uh, and that's my first golden point. What a great golden point. I was going to go with that one because to rub in the fact that the Dragons got up against the Tigers, <laughs> but you've done a much better job than I could have. Of course, Mr. New South Wales Rugby League, the voice of Big T, so I'm <laughs> glad you did it and not not me. But it does continue a little bit of a trend. So some uh, regular listeners or people that follow us on the socials will recall we've got a bit of uh, Dragons of Rugby League versus Tigers of Rugby League thing happening in 2021 between you and I, mate. We probably need to put a big sandwich bet on at the end of it. But whenever Dragons play Tigers, we uh, we keep a close eye and we and we tally up those scores. So the Dragons, 30 over the Tigers, 8 in Tasha Gale. So that's one up for the Dragons. And of course, earlier in the season in the Elite One, the Dragons, 30, defeated the Albi Tigers, 24. Mm. So the Dragons of Rugby League are 2-0 up against the Tigers <laughs> so far. Mate, it's early in the season, but I, and I urge any listeners Please. out there following us at Chasing Roos on Instagram, Facebook, or at Chasing Roos Pod, the biggest tiger, or uh, at Chasing Roos on Twitter, to um, if you if you hear of or see any Dragons v Tigers games anywhere, any competition in the world, let us know, and we're going to add those to our our tally, and uh, hopefully the Dragons just keep winning. It wouldn't it be great to see. You know, a hundred to nil by the end of the year. It'd be well, fantastic. It would be great to just to have our community um, get around us and do more and more of those things because I know that um, one of those things that you got was actually from the British Tiger uh, Rob from Bedford. So that was uh, that was great. But uh, if anyone has yeah that one around the world about Tiger and a, and a dragon playing anywhere, please let us know. Love it more and more reason to get like any new cl- any new competition starting up. Get a dragon yes. team and a tigers team in yes. there. Like just we're we're doing it's we're doing great things for both brands, both both animals, fake or real. Um, golden point <laughs> to the Philippines uh, where look, I want to start like a big shout out to Ray Ray Neri who's been on the podcast a couple of times now. 
in 2013, he was part of the Philippines National Rugby League. Uh, it began in Australia, um, and they were recognised as a governing body for rugby league in the Philippines. But like so many, like so many rugby league governing bodies, it does start in Australia or sometimes in the UK as well by by expats or heritage guys. And uh, this was no exception. But the goal, of course, as always, is to 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 help things grow, get a national team on the field, help things grow domestically in the the home nation. Um, and for the Philippines in particular, it was to eventually transfer the control from the guys in Australia over to a, a governing body in the Philippines. Now, it took them nine years, which may, it's a lot of hard work, obviously. Um, and the Philippines have recently become the first Asian nation to earn observer status uh, with the International Rugby League, as we all know. Uh, and now, because of that, a new board has been formalized on the ground and the transfer of control is complete. So uh, the Pembesang Rugby Liga in Filipinas, I've probably butchered that, but they're the new governing body for rugby league in the Philippines, and they're based in the Philippines. So 100% Filipino, and um, you got to love it, because that's what it's all about. And the reason I want to make some noise about it is, you know, sometimes our sport cops a lot of flack. You know, you've got, you know, governing bodies that are really just, you know, heritage guys in Sydney, um, representing nations, but you know that's where it begins. And for the Philippines, they've been able they've been able to do it. We see great partnerships. You know the 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 Italians, Furl and and Furla, the Italians in Australia, great partnerships. You know the Greeks have done similar things. They've got good partnerships. But to see the full transfer of power here, um, really good, and it's how it should be. And I absolutely love it. So uh, Ray, everyone involved at the Philippines, uh, well done, and let's keep growing the game together. Now, this just seems to be a uh, best of big tea back catalogue because you already gave me a shout out on the uh, episode I did earlier. <laughs> but the, yep. when we did um, when we did one with what have you done for rugby league today? But also episode sixty seven um, of Chasing Kangaroos footballs for Philippines is when when I did a fantastic interview with Ray, such a great guy, so easy to talk to, so um, so excitable. So great to see that that things are still happening in the Philippines. And you're right, we're going to get that bloke on again soon. Uh, I'm going to take us to Singapore, Golden Point, Singapore. And we're hearing whispers that a group are working on a reintroduction of rugby league to Singapore. Now, I vaguely remember you did one similar to this last week. Um, there was something was waking up, was it Japan or what was, your, what was your one last week? Something was waking up anyway in that part of the world. A touring British police rugby league um, side will be playing Singapore at Yochu Kung Stadium in 2004. Uh, but further attempts to grow the game since then haven't gone too well. And so we're hoping now that Singapore, Singapore's animal, is it a dragon? I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. That'll be mad. Oh, As long as it's not a tiger. I'm almost positive that that's got an, it's national <laughs> anim, animals, a tiger. So anyway, it'd be great to see that that tiger, that, that big <laughs> dragon's finally waking up. A dragon tiger. Uh, Golden Point, California. Uh, where California Blue will take on California Yellow on May the 8th. Uh, the boys are playing for spots when California play Utah in a couple of months' time. I love it. It's like um, it's like City Country, you know, California Blue and California yeah. Yellow playing for, for New South Wales spots. City Country playing for New South Wales spots. I love it. Big T, I think you've already, uh, you've already announced your support. Yeah. For the blue team, on the, I don't know if it was an Instas or or on Twitter, but they they did a great job of showing us where all of the players were from, because unsurprisingly, um, California Rugby League is a fantastic social media account as well as football club, just like you're going to hear Cleveland Rugby League is. Um, 
So was California Rugby League. So I saw all, where all those players were from. And so they had so many of those Tigers in there, in the blue team, that I just had to, uh, my heart's now with the blue team. So I chucked out the, the sandwich bet challenge to you on the socials. Are you happy to take it? Are you happy to take red? Well, I'll, I won't take red because they're playing yellow, but I'll take what? yellow. I'll take yellow. <laughs> oh, you, you know. I'll whatever, the, whatever, the, I'll whatever, yeah. If you think it's a yellow, you're probably right. I'll take yellow. Um, I'll take yellow just because you took blue. Uh, I don't like actually, being forced yeah. into sandwich bets, but I'll take it. Their colours are yellow and blue, aren't they? Now think about it. The, the bears are blue. That's right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100 yeah, right. That's, that's right. why you're the host, and I'm just here. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Now, I love it. what uh, have we got? I've got. I'm going to stay in North America, uh, Golden Point, North America. We've seen a number of statements. Well, I mean, I've seen them through your social media accounts. So if you're not following Chasing Kangaroos, please get around them. Uh, and and responses from the NARL from the governing bodies in. Uh, in the USA and Canada, and of course the International Rugby League. Kangaroo Chasers can read all of them on all the dis- different socials. My favourite response so far was that Canada said, this sounds great, we can't wait for this to happen, and America was just like, <laughs> yeah. this bullshit is not happening, and a lot of people were just like, this is you know, so indicative of their cultures writ large, but Carbs, I'm sure you might have some more insight into that. I just wanted to chuck it out there as a golden point. Have you got any more mail, or is anyone whispering to you? Man, it's really interesting, hey, to see it all sort of unfold. And uh, our man Nate Gladden recorded half an hour on it, um, on the statements. And I know, you know, it might get a little bit fiery. So I haven't listened to all of that yet at the time of recording, but I, I urge you guys to do so. All the listeners here probably will go and do that anyway. Uh, Nate, you know, will have plenty to say about all of that. But for me, like, it was just funny because obviously NARL came out a few weeks ago and USARL took some time to make some noise. And I actually, um, we actually reached out to someone there who I won't name, I won't name people, but we reached out to someone at USARL who said, look, they don't want to comment about it. They didn't want to comment. They just wanted to see how things went. And it's kind of sounded like they didn't believe the hype, uh, which some people may have been sitting in that boat as well. I can completely understand that because we hear things like this all the time, right? In rugby league and they don't come and name players. So, of course, the USA are nude and players start, like, you know, we spoke to Eddie Pettiborn last week and it's like, well, okay, this is real. They've, they're signing big name players. So, of course, the USARL had to make a statement. Um, the statement was weird because really, obviously, the statement was in response to the North American Rugby League, but they didn't really mention the North American Rugby League until right at the end of the statement. It was like two pages long. They mentioned them at the end. And the whole point of the statement Although, like, I got it hats off to them because there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of, I haven't got it in front of me, but there were words like, you know, we want to cooperate. It seemed cooperative in a sense, or they had, like, the words were, seemed to be pointing in that direction. But the statement seemed to be more about reminding everyone that they are the official governing body of rugby league in America, Mm. um, and less about, like, the NARL and what, you know, their response. And it almost sounded a little bit threatening, like, oh, if you, if, you know, we're not guaranteeing that, you know, guys that play in the NARL will be able to play for the USA Hawks, right? That's kind of what it sounded like, and I think that's how a lot of people took it, whether they meant it that way or not. That's how a lot of people, I think, took it. Now, I did speak to some of the administration from the NARL a couple of days ago. They said um, that they would be happy to release players to play Hawks games. Oh, great. Um, that they've got, you know, they've got no, like they're happy, you know, they reached out and I believe this too. They reached out to the USARL before going live with NARL months before they wanted them to be involved. Obviously things still need to be ironed out there, but 
as far as I can tell, they're happy for everyone to play ball. Uh, do the US, are the USARL happy? Hopefully they are. And we'll find out more soon, I suppose. Now, then, the, then Canada Rugby League came out with their statement, which was all about the NARL and very welcoming of the <laughs> yeah, NARL. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about grassroots and things like that. And I'll get to that in a golden point in a sec as well. But they're talking about growing the game and how great it's going to be for Canada, for the, for the Wolverines, for the Ravens, for, for the sport in general. And, and Canada Rugby League is all about it. And look, that makes sense because Canada Rugby League, aren't, unlike the USARL, who have a competition which has been sort of, you know, there's a few clubs that could or could not play in the USARL now because of this. Canada Rugby League don't have that. So this for them is different. They see it as a professional layer on top of what they've got going on uh, in various parts of the country. They applaud it. They're working. They're happy to work with NARL. And I, and everyone applauded Canada Rugby League on their statement, which was, as you've mentioned, the complete opposite of USARLs, it seemed. It, you know, it, it, at least they spoke about the NARL in theirs. Mm. Then this is the most interesting one. So IRL chairman Troy Grant, who I called Tony Grant on the show last week. I apologize, Troy. Sorry about that, mate. Um, but in, in Troy's statement, I don't think he's sitting on the fence, if you read between the lines, but it kind of could have sounded that way. He said they obviously recognize the national governing body, but they also are supportive of the new competition. So if you read between the lines, they're kind of saying, and this came out after the USARL and Canada Rugby League statements, so if you read the, between the lines, the, the International Rugby League are kind of saying, all right, USARL, yeah, you're the governing body, but don't fuck this up. Like, this, <laughs> that's how I read it anyway, yeah. right? So this is an opportunity. It's different. And, and if you look at it all, right, like the NARL, they include cl- clubs from Canada as well. So can the USARL really say, no, guys, this isn't sanctioned? Like, there's two governing bodies that are involved in terms of in terms of governing the sport in the nation I, look i just think i think this i hope this blows over i know like every player i've spoken to is keen to, like there are there are players that are keen to play in both competitions be a part of it all and and try and step up to the professional competition and all that sort of thing if the usarl plays hardball and bans narl players from playing representative football for the hawks then I don't think it's going to end very well for them. That's that's what I think anyway. I think the USARL would be a thing of the past very quickly um, if they don't all play nice. Now, I don't want that to happen. I'm hoping we can see it all happening. When you look at California Rugby League and how they've, like, you know, they haven't said much about the NARL, but they've been adding teams to their competition. They've been... You know, talking about their city country, what I what I call their city country, and their their matchup against Utah, and they've been just doing their thing. So the USARL never really made public noise against the California Rugby League, who seem to be growing along nicely. But all of a sudden, there's a little bit of noise here. So I find that strange. It's interesting to watch. But yeah, my biggest takeaway was that IRL response. Instead of coming out and saying, no, mm. USARL are the governing body, they need to be in charge of this thing. They kind of said, well, you know, we need to support this new competition. So that's the interesting point for me. Mm. And uh, yeah, take from that what you will, Big T. But um, yeah, that's how I see it. Well, like um, you might remember a thousand episodes ago when you said what, what, what I think is happening with Toronto Wolfpack, I was like, Toronto Wolfpack, I'm positive growth mindset. Let's go. It's get, we'll have a we'll have a Wolfpack. Well, I'm feeling the same about this. 
positive mindset, positive growth mindset. This will happen, something will happen. Can't wait to see it. Now, look, that's all the golden points I've got for this week. I'm assuming you have at least one or two to go. I've probably got about 20, but we'll go two. I'll go two. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we can't let another weekend go by without a golden point in the Pacific. Our boys, the PNG Hunters. Oh, Matty Church. How good is Matty Church? Like, and he's all over the socials now. I'm seeing him interviewed everywhere. I'm loving it. He's like, if you look at the best coaches in the game at the moment, it's probably like, you know, Bellamy, Bennett, Robinson, Church. He's right up there with the greatest coaches in the world at the moment. Killing it. Killing it. Killing um, it. PNG Hunters, three in a row in the Intrust Super Cup. 32-12 to 12 win over the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Massive win. The Falcons are a good side. You know, they're Melbourne's yeah. feeder side. They're yeah, a gun side. side. They, they, they won the latest um, Intrust Cup final, I think, from memory. Uh, absolutely killed it. And the Hunters, like, three in a row, killing it. They're in the top four. They're doing great things. I, I think about three or four weeks ago, teams had sort of were writing them off. They weren't taking them too seriously. Well, they better be taking them seriously now because they could be a big threat in this competition. They're doing very well. So Matty Church, absolutely killing it. Meanwhile, their brothers uh, across the Pacific, the Cavite Silktails, uh, over in the Ron Massey Cup, well, they've gone two in a row. So after I've complete, mm. after I completely put the mocker on them and they lost their first couple of games, they've now gone two in a row. Uh, they defeated the Magpies 38-26, to and I believe they're in the top four as well. So they're starting to just, I think they'll just keep building and building and building. Um, and big shout-out to Tasbia Terry, who's out there uh, helping them out, assisting at all the games, and he's getting his social media happening and recording them singing songs before and after the game as well, uh, which is really cool to watch. So uh, we'll try and share a few more of those. I think we shared one a few weeks ago on our socials. But, man, the, the Hunters and the Silktails... They're our boys. Love it. And uh, may they continue to win and win and win. Now, I've obviously got the Brisbane Tigers in that, in that Q Cup as well, so I'm, I'm hoping they do well. But I just want to also double back because the Hunters, when we were talking about our boy, they, they lost their first game by two points, and it was an absolute close one, the yeah. PNG Hunters. Now, since then, they've won the next three, and they won one by 10, one by 20, and another one by 20. Like, they're, it, they're not just winning. They're absolutely fucking thrashing people. And and you've got to remember that Matty was, when he had them before, uh, not last year, but the year before, he was like, you know, they, they were okay, but they couldn't go the distance. And now not only are they going the distance, they're setting a, ben- a benchmark of what the distance is. So I'm just so impressed by by what he's done with that with that club in such a small period of time. Sorry, not that club, that team. So, um the, whoever's listening to him as well, we can't just kudos the coach. He's obviously got a great coaching staff around him. Um, all those people have moved their entire lives down here to to work hard here. So that entire coaching staff and players and, and everyone's buying in and, and it's just such a fantastic story. I really hope, obviously the Silk Tales are in the New South Wales one, but if the PNG Hunters can have a Brisbane Lions grand final, Brisbane Tigers grand final, it's going to be an absolute big tea fest up in Queensland. She says, Shit, I might go. You need to go. If the Hunters are playing the Tigers in the grand final... I reckon, uh, I reckon you and I should think about heading oh, up for the weekend. We'll be, it, we'll be, be Maddie Church and special guest weekend. Yeah, we'll be yeah, the special right. guest. So we're gonna, ha- <laughs> we're gonna have like all access passes. So we're gonna have to. He'll go. give us the media pass, yeah. Because yeah. well, maybe he'll let us do one like a one given Sunday kind of documentary where we just like voice record the entire um, weekend while they win. It'd be amazing. Although Maddie's so famous now, he's everywhere. We might be on the back. Oh, he'll have Maddie. Fox up there with him. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he'll be like Andrew Vo- Sorry, Cubs. Who's Carbs? Who's Carbs and Big T? I've got Andrew Vossi now. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Vossi, love you. Um, 
And I guess we'll go final golden point. So I want to talk a little bit more about the NARL, of course. Um, every episode, we've got a few more coming up. So Eddie Pettiborn last week, Monty Gattis this week. I'll tell you more about the few coming up. But first, just a few things that I've learned over the last week which I've found really interesting. So number one was sort of about the West Coast Conference and how that worked. I had a good chat with Nate Gladden on the Rugby League in America podcast. He shed some light and I spoke to some of the administrators about this as well. West Coast So Con- glad that, that that bear has awoken. He's back. Over a pair of He's back, back, baby. That- um, so West Coast Conference, for me, I had some question marks because obviously the East Coast, we knew all about most of those clubs and who they yeah. were. They had a history, but the West Coast were all pretty much new. So we know now that the West Coast Conference is pretty much all owned by the same sort of ownership group. There are the six clubs there on the West Coast. Uh, we we already knew they were all going to be based this year in, in Las Vegas, so all the combines would be there, all the clubs would play out of Vegas, and all the games would be out of Vegas, and mostly that's because of COVID. But I was, I was saying to the administrators a couple of days ago, like that's, I think it's kind of a blessing as well that it can work out that way, and it's sort of an easy way to sort of start a competition where, you know, rugby league is not, known it's like yeah. that Two, the, you know who knows there's two rugby's over there not many uh, obviously in parts of california and stuff they're doing great things but you know in vegas there they don't and and um place like austin they didn't until recently but anyway so that's how that will work and i believe that you know as the seasons continue obviously you know in 2022 the clubs will then be taken to their own their own cities um, and I think franchises might be sold and bought and things like that. So really interesting to see how that's going to work. Uh, we have learnt, um, I have learnt that Lance Hohaya is involved in a coaching capacity, which Eddie Pettiborn alluded to last week on the pod. Uh, so that's really exciting. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So West Coast Conference, interesting, very different to the East Coast, but um, kind of um, think it could work that way. Or it could be a good way to start it anyway. So that's really cool. Second thing was, um, and I was sort of... Before we move off the West Coast Conference, I'm so sorry. Can we just also call in the Matt Haynes Conference? Because essentially (laughs) everyone in that West Coast needed Matt Haynes to swoop in there. Because we know that Matt Haynes is fantastic uh, at at branding, uniforms, any of that kind of stuff that you needed done with your badge and the colouring, how that's going to look, how that's going to look on a jersey. Um, You're going to hear from the blue tick in just a moment, and Cleveland Rugby League does not need any help from Matt Haynes, but but a lot of people in that West Coast, uh, uh, that West Coast conference did. So it's funny you say that, Big T, because Cleveland Rugby League did get help from Matt Haynes. He designed their logo and their jerseys. So that's they don't need any more help. But that makes sense. That makes so much sense. It's a great advert because he is that that whole look is incredible. Of course, Matt Um, Haynes Sports, uh, Big T, great great little segue, but. Of course, they are the sponsors of Chasing Kangaroos this year. Uh, I love oh. this, love their support. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? But mathainsport.com.au, if you need your logos, jerseys, anything designed, any sport, check him out. Uh, and if you need your jerseys produced, let them know you're a kangaroo chaser for 10% off. Matt Sport, thanks for your support. And uh, yeah, great job, especially with the Cleveland brand, which um, I'm sure you guys will talk a little bit about in your chat with Monty. And ARL, so the second thing that I want to talk about, and I alluded to a little bit earlier with the when we we're talking about um, Canada's statement, Canada Rugby League statement, they're talking about grassroots development. I know I found out some criteria for club payments with the NRL. So obviously there's a bit of central funding involved uh, to each of the clubs. Um, they they receive monthly payments. They all receive their their April payment uh, on time, maybe ahead of time, which is fantastic. They all receive their May, but I know that their June payment um, there's going to be a little bit tied to um, junior development and their plans for junior development and things like that as well. So 
basically if clubs haven't met that criteria, they won't receive as much of the funding as they're right. supposed to. So they, they, they need, there is a requirement there to develop and to think about junior de development and get into schools and things like that, which is obviously difficult at the moment with COVID, but the networking and the planning needs to be there. Um, we will that talk even harder for the West Coast teams then that are all kind <laughs> well, of coming out of one yeah. place. We'll, we'll, look, we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. So as I say, we've got quite a few... You know, this is kind of like a NARL series we've got going on. This is, yeah. you know, week two, uh, Eddie Pettiborn last week, Monty Gattis this week. I've got Gareth Reed, uh, who's involved at the Ottawa Aces. Um, and we'll, he'll be on next week. I've got Rob Curtis. He's the COO of the National, uh, the North American Rugby League. He'll be joining me the week after. Now, that's the big one. That's the big Q&A episode. So check us out on the socials. Watch us. Follow us closely. We'll give all of you kangaroo chasers a chance to ask any questions you like. And I'm going to make sure Rob answers all of those questions. In fact, I'm not getting him on until he's ready to answer all the hard questions. So that's why we're holding off on another week. But that's coming up soon. Um, we've also spoken to potentially Jamil Rob getting Jamil Robinson on to talk about the West Coast because he's heavily involved over there. I know, T, you're chatting to Mark Offaldor and Joe Eichner and trying to get them on to talk New York Rugby League. Yeah. So, like, there's we've we've still got a good month or so worth of good NARL content coming up, um, and we'll release more and more information as it's ready to be released and as it comes. So, really exciting times, man. And also, Kangaroo Chasers were so fantastic at getting questions to me to help me uh, talk yeah. to the big blue tick. So that that was great. But the thing that I want to know, Cubs, is once the blue tick is running around on the field yeah. with his um, with his team and they're playing New York or they're playing um, they're playing LA Mongrels, how am I going to watch them? Well, well <laughs> go for it. Tell me. I love the segues, big T, the big segue. Um, obviously, sports flick is a way to way to go. We've all heard about that. And um if you've been following us on the socials, you will know we've we've we're giving away uh five subscriptions for this year for Sports Flick. So you can watch every NARL game this season. You can also watch some Serbian rugby league. There might be a bit of Balkan Super League and all sort of other like soccer from around the world, bare knuckle boxing, all these other like intriguing sort of sports as well. Plenty there. But yeah, to watch your NARL, um all you had to do was like our page, Instagram or Facebook, and tag me. And we've got lots of lots of entries, but we've selected five at random. And I'm really glad that, um, and we're going to announce those right now, guys. So I'm really glad that the spread is from pretty much all over the place, which is really cool. So I'll read those names out. And um, guys, DM me once you hear your name. And um, what we'll do is we'll get your email addresses. We'll send those to our guys at Sports Flick, and they will organize uh, the the free subscription so you can watch all of your NARL. So congratulations. Drum roll, please. Mercho. Um, <laughs> Matteo Portoghesi from Italy is the first winner. Uh, Chris Hellenbrook uh, from the USA is from the West Coast, is our second winner. Uh, Jake Watto from Sydney is our third winner. Tim Ware from Germany is our fourth winner. And Alan Taylor uh, from, I believe he's from Ottawa in Canada, is our fifth winner. So congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, you guys will be watching every game of NARL for free. Uh, thanks to our good friends at Sports Flick. So thanks to the team for uh, allowing us to be a part of this giveaway and um, giving our kangaroo chasers an opportunity 
to uh to subscribe be subscribed and to watch along so awesome stuff love it big t uh the blue tick monty gaddis what a great convo like you're just gonna you're just gonna smile your way through this the guy has such a great energy you obviously know that i love talking to people who love rugby league and it's just that's just the vibe you get from this it's just him and me it's just this bloke Early in the morning, me late at night, but we're just smiling at each other over the, the ocean that is rugby league. And so hold on to your hats. How do you get a blue tick? Because I think big, the biggest tiger should have a blue tick, blue check. Um, look, I think you need to be like you. And so I, I, I'm not uh, like, like me. a roach from 1980. <laughs> yep. And so because every time they look at it and they see that I'm, it looks like I'm pretending to be like a roach, I think they're going to say I should get a blue tick. But look, at Cubs, if, if someone's going to offer one to me, mate, you know I'd love it. I'd look, I'd, I think that it'd look thick. The blue tick, big tiger. Uh, having a chat with the blue tick, Monty Gaddis. Monte Gaddis. Mon- Monte. Monte. Great chat. I had a sneak peek listen to it, but I'm going to listen to it again with, with you guys right now. Uh, so Big T, over to you, mate. Thanks for chasing kangaroos with me. I'll see you guys next week, but over to Big T and Monte Gattis. Monte Gattis, welcome to Chasing Kangaroos, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome opportunity. I'm ready to, you know, expose myself. No, and... uh... It's such a pleasure for me to be talking to a blue tick account. That's the uh, that's going to be the highlight <laughs> of my week. Uh, I'm sure a, a big deal like you're talking to blue ticks all the time, but you can understand it's a pretty big deal for me. <laughs> I'm still it's still unbelievable for me, so I still have to look it all in. But I appreciate that. <laughs> that's all good. Um, now tell us a bit about anyone who's somehow been able to avoid your incredible story on the socials. You know, it means they're not on it very often because you're such an excellent. Um, person to, to, to kind of get stuff happening on your socials and making your story so interesting. Can, can you tell me, how, how did you get, like, was that always a plan? How have you ended up being so good at that? Um, well, it all transferred over from after college. You know, after college, I really had aspirations of playing, you know, in the NFL. So at the time, my agent wasn't a big name. So I really had to do a lot of marketing promotion on my own. So this has always, you know, been the thing for me, even in high school, you know, me trying to go to Division One to play football. I was putting out my film. I was, you know, going to these different camps. So it's always been about promoting myself and it's always been about the brand Monte guys. But now I'm, I'm happy and blessed to be able to, you know, make Cleveland Rugby League a part of that and even blow that up even bigger. And so that's such an unusually... Like that's not a cultural thing that we that we have here, having yourself as a brand, and that that's something you've got to work on him from a young age. I wonder if that's going to be something that that'll be effective or helpful um, to the NARL, or if that's something that's going to be too weird and different that um, from Australian rugby league to American rugby league. What do you think? Um, well, it's always good, you know, to shake things. You know, being here in America. We always have that personality, you know, with sports. Of yeah. course, we got LeBron James, uh, Odell Beckham, um, just different people like that. So I'm, I'm always comparing sports, American sports, to you know, rugby league. There's, there's not really that personality that you, you mm. know, you know, where the fans can, you know, reach the person or you know, talking about their interviews or really just putting their everyday life out there. You know, I want to change that. I want to be the first one to really, where fans, staff and scouts, you know, have the assets to talk to me, look behind the scenes and see what I'm doing. You know, uh, things like this, you know, podcasts where I get to express myself and tell my story. So that's my, my, that's one of my goals right now, you know, and I even looked at it too, you know, 
there's no rugby league player with their uh, official boot. I really believe that there's a lot of great players out there who can have their official boot where players or young players can, you know, follow their steps. Like I said, in America, you got, you know, you got Kevin Durant shoes, you got uh, LeBron James, Odell Beckham shoes. I really can see rugby league taking off with that. But I feel like here in America, we're more of a, uh, how would you say, a glitz and glamour, you know, just to make things look. <laughs> Know, a little better but it's all it's all funny games i'm loving it yeah personality in sport is what you said at the beginning i thought it was a great way to 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 sum it up now is that nfl dream then over like what, what's your current rugby league story well right now i'm, I'm a thousand percent in rugby league right now of course i'll be able to you know talk to someone if they were interested in nfl you know see about that but you know, right now I'm really, you know, I'm really dedicated to what's going on. Really dedicated to Cleveland Rugby League and the NARL. I really want to make things go far. And like I've been saying in all the other inter- interviews, it's really not about the NARL. It's really about Cleveland Rugby League because without the without NARL, we would still be doing the same thing, promoting ourselves, trying to grow the game, getting players out to you know make this happen. So I'm just I'm just very excited. It's a lot going on right now, but I mean I'm so excited just to have people from all over the world say the name of. Cleveland, you know, Cleveland Rugby League. I love, that's such a blue tick thing to say as well, by the way, in all the interviews that I'm doing. I love that. I would never get to say that, man, and you get to say that. I love it. <laughs> now, a whole bunch of people uh, have sent in uh, questions for us. I'm going to chuck to one straight away. Uncle Carboni, the uh, uncle of, of uh, Rugby League podcast, he's asked, do you know that you are the equal record holder with Italian Rugby League uh, Duralio Saralino, who, like you, has played cl- for five different clubs in five different nations. So you have wow. played for Toronto Wolfpack, a youth clay club, um, and and, uh, and well, no, that's all it kind of says. And he says, ask him which Red Star, Belgrade, Amsterdam Cobras, Cleveland Rugby League. That, that's that's all of the different ones. Is that? Did you know of that record? I did not, to be honest. I was I, when I was looked at that, I was like, wow, I, I did not. So Toronto Wolfpack. Uh, Canada, Shawcross Sharks, uh, UK, mm. Red Star, Bay, Serbia, um, Amsterdam, Cobra, Netherlands, and then you know Cleveland Rugby League. Uh, wow, that's that's amazing. That's I really appreciate them for <laughs> pointing that out. But that is really amazing. You know, that's that's amazing. I, I can't even <laughs> picture that. Wow, <laughs> that's nice. So in Australia, one uh, here's a term that you may not have heard yet. When when there is a statistic that you think is very very good, uh, and it might be a little bit of a sexy stat. We call that a hard stat. So right there, I can hear that you're really enjoying that stat, so that might be a hard stat. Here's one from uh, Mrs. Brady, at Mrs. underscore Brady. They said, what's your actual name? So Cleveland, what? When the team runs out, is it going to be called the Cleveland Rugby League or or is it going to get a small mascot rebrand or what's the vibe there? So I'll I'll let the world know the, the, the whole inside scoop. Okay, so Cleveland Rugby League, like I said, the, the, the most important thing is for us to grow the game. So in the next five, maybe five to seven years, we're hoping that Cleveland Rugby League, you know, branches off into their own league. We're having we're having different teams underneath, if you understand. Yeah. So just to be fun with it, I just wanted, I really wanted to just keep it rugby Cleveland Rugby League for right now because I love the fact that you know, everybody from around the world will know about, you know, Cleveland, Ohio, and just having a rugby league. So I like that Cleveland rugby league. But in the future, we want to have uh, umbrella teams under there. So I'm going to give the fans the opportunity to be able to pick five different names and see which ones get the most votes, you know. So I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of putting it on social media one of these days, not nothing soon, but just saying what, what names would you like, you know, the teams to have. But 
the goal is to have an umbrella umbrella clubs underneath Cleveland Rugby League to really have a, a big thing going here in Ohio with Rugby League. Yeah, great. And then that might trickle up to, to this team that plays in the NRAL or, or things like that. That makes heaps of sense. The, uh, I, I would strongly recommend Tigers, by the way, Cleveland Tigers. I think that's <laughs> just as was my two cents. Uh, so has starting Cleveland Rugby League, has it changed your outlook on, on the local community there in Cleveland? Like, have you got a better or a different connection now with your community? Um, it's still, it's still, it's still kind of, I'm fighting that, you know, so everybody knows me from American football here in my city. So, you know, they're, 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 they're love, they love to see me in the football equipment and helmet and, you know, hopefully getting on the Browns. So I'm really just trying to switch their attitude to rugby league. So like I've been saying, I've been forcing rugby league on the people here. Mm. It's, it's been hard work, but it's been awesome too, because you catch those people who really, who really are, are just curious of what the ball is. And then, you know, once I tell them the story of how I got involved and what's going on, they just get hooked. And that's how I catch some players, especially these rugby union players here in the city. Once I tell them the story and, and let them know the rules of rugby league, man, it, it, I haven't found a guy that has came to a training or or has came to a workout with me and, and didn't like it and didn't like rugby league. So it's just really a, it's really changing every different day, but you got to love the grind to be in this. So like I keep saying, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving every step of the way and I'm loving changing people's opinions and thoughts about rugby league. Hey, yeah, okay. Uh, at Bereft of the Dial, uh, he's tweeted, what's the plan to connect with the local Cleveland media? He's suggesting that it's going to be a tough but necessary um, in the States. It's, it's kind of crazy because, you know, I'm always getting caught up or I'm always getting a lot of, you know, um, content here locally with the news stations, radio stations, mm. but it's been, it's been kind of hard with this one, to be honest, uh, to get it out to the press. I've been pressing on social media, but um, just to put that out there again, once we announce our rugby a uh, director of rugby, I really think that's going to blow, and that's when we're going to have a lot of press release. We got a lot of things sitting right now, so that announcement is just going to take us over the roof. So hopefully, we'll be able to collect, connect with a, a local um, Cleveland media team. I saw you doing that video um, with two blokes. I think they were British blokes, and their little faces were so adorable <laughs> when, you, when you're doing that. <laughs> yes, that was Mick. Yes, the 80 minute show. That was amazing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I continue to look at that when I say we're going to announce that. He said, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got the same face on now. There's just no one's watching me. That's, that's the difference. Uh, okay, so so that sounds like one of the challenges. What what else has been some of the bigger challenges you've faced on this uh, Cleveland Rugby League journey so far? Um, of course, getting the media involved because yeah. once I get the media involved, I will get more more um, support here, you know. So I'm, I'm really having um, the players and the staff as, as hard as you see me going, I have the players and in, in the, the Cleveland Rugby League executive staff going the same way. You know, they're posting, they're sharing, they're commenting on pictures, they're they're passing out stickers, passing out flyers. They're just trying to get everybody involved. So that's, it's been a helping hand with that. That that has been hard, but having great uh, staff and players around you has make it, making it a little easier for me. The one main part I say is uh, been time time management, man, time mm. management really have to I all I've always you know made schedules for my for my days but each day is really something different I, you know I find myself uh really being like the general manager talking to different um agents lawyers um other different professionals so it's really just you know been getting my time management right making sure I, I know you know where I have to be what what interview I have what zoom call I have where do I have to be so just time management I really be be able to say is the hardest part because like all true Rugby League pioneers, 
this isn't your day job. Like I, I've seen that you you do house inspections for um for well, when yeah. people are moving in or when people are going to buy a house. So that's the stuff that you're driving around trying to get. That's your that's your day to day. So there's the normal yeah, grind you've got, and then this is a grind on top of that that you know seems to be taking up all, all of your time. I was amazed to find you had another job you're trying to get done all the time as well. Right. You know, you're definitely right because you know we all got real life. We all have jobs, and yeah. um, just to put, just to put that out there to the world, you know, let it, let everybody know. I have my first uh, newborn child on the way. It's going to be a wow. <laughs> so that's definitely going to put some major work and uh, motivation to me. So like I said, man, it's, it's a grind. Everybody has their own story. I'm just trying to leave a legacy here and just go as hard as I can. Daddy Monte, that's so exciting. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> and you say it's a girl, does that what you said? Yes, yes. Oh, far out, man. And when's she due? Um, August 27th. And are we doing five names out into social media and see which of the ones the fans like the most as well, like the team, or you guys got already got Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that might be something, you know, yeah. I, I really, I really, really love the rugby league supporters because they've been supporting me since the whole Toronto stint and look at it now. So everybody who's really followed my story, been watching are really true supporters because they see me grow and um, they see me help the grow, sport grow and also just me grow as a person. So it's just, it's just amazing, man. This is so awesome. Man, you want to grow as a person, have a child. You're, just, you're in for some, you know, some amazing times in your life and then, you know, some real dark moments. So good luck with that, champion. Uh, Definitely. What's been the hardest part about coaching? Um, the hardest part about coaching, as always, you know, um, like everybody knows, I don't have, I, I wasn't born into rugby league. So mm. these past six years, I'm crunching in film, uh, just reading and learning. Every day I'm learning about rugby league. So I think the hardest part would be for the players just asking me a question that I that I don't know the answer to, if you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you get the film? Where, you, also, where are you getting your learning? Like when you say you're doing that, where does it even come from? Oh, so just to put that out there to everybody, you know, there's a school out there. If you don't know for anything you you need, there's a school, uh, YouTube University, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm watching breakdowns, NRL breakdowns. I'm watching Elite One. I'm watching everything to see, you know, the different movements of players, the skill sets, uh, just really watching the different positions. I'm, I'm watching everything, tendencies. Like what I'm doing right now is really using my – uh, American football tactics and watching film, how we watch how players' tendencies is, what what they usually do. I'm doing the same thing for rugby league, you know. So it's just is that's why I love how American football and rugby league um, kind of intertwine because I can mm. just coach, I can coach American football players, uh, rugby league by using those terms and they can understand me easier. And it's just the whole the same tenacity and passion from football I'm bringing over to rugby league. So it's really a it's not an easy, but it's an easier transition. I was going to say, I think I, that almost all of the uh, film that I see is from you or, or California Rugby League. So I'm assuming this one was from you. And it was just a normal inside-out player or, or some kind of X play where it's, it's just someone plays the ball and then two guys run an X, you dummy inside, you throw it outside. And it, but yep. it, looked like a, um, it looked like a gridiron setup. The way that the, everyone was running and doing their plays, it looked like people who had come from a gridiron background, but once you started, you just did a rugby league play. And it was an incredible way to think that that's how you guys start. And so, of course, that's how you're going to then, that's that's the way that you view um, sport. And so, of course, that's again how, to, yeah. how you put it in. It was fantastic. It really looked like rugby exactly. league, but by different people doing it. Exactly. Thank you so much for that. Like, we're, we're really growing. And just wait to 
we announced the, the director of rugby. It's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> hey, guys, just interrupting to let you know, by the time this podcast goes to air, the director of rugby for Cleveland will be announced. It's Glenn Morrison, former NRL player. Uh, so, yeah, just popping in to let you know that so we don't date this conversation. Back to Big T and Monte. And this is going to give me more power just to, you know, have, um, you know, more plays, um, just more creativity. This is going to be awesome, man. Just, you're going to remember this conversation. How did you find this director of rugby? Oh, let me see. Let me see if I could tell you the story without giving it away. Yeah, We've just been connected ever, um, ever since my stint in Shawcross in the UK. Mm. We've been connected. He was a, um, yeah. Okay. 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 I won't do. I don't want to upset you. What What makes coaching easier then, other than the school of YouTube? Um. Just 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 being able to lead by example. You know, lead by example and and being able to demonstrate. You know. So, uh, here I I feel like players we we don't need um coaches who can only just tell us what to do. You know, I was a person. I was a visual learner, and and I had to. You know over and over so be, me being able to show drills or show workouts demonstrate them and, and show them the right technique to different things it, it helps me as a person too because it's helping me grow and keeping myself accountable because i can't be coaching these guys and telling them to do something that i can't do or, or that i won't do so every training every practice or anything we do i let the guys know like i'm going to work with you guys and I'm also going through the fire with you guys, you know, so I'm, I'm looking for a band of brothers because I'm going to be out there playing too. And I have to know that, you know, the other 12 guys out there with me are, are, are going to put their life on the line, you know. So that's the that's the goal. You're going to captain coach that team. Uh, I'll, I'll make some announcements to that, you know. <laughs> I'll make some announcements to that. Just okay. We're just still putting things together, you know, taking it a day at a time and just not rushing the process because we, we want to make sure we hit this and that we don't miss. Yeah, okay. So the first season starts and ends. Well, what's your markers for success in that first season? That question is from uh, Matt Bungard. What, what would be your first season marker of success? Um, just for... For Cleveland Rugby League, you know, just for the organization, just for us to compete, you know, like we had a game versus Nova where 90, 90% of the guys didn't know Rugby League at all, you mm-hmm. know, so we we definitely started off the game fast. We showed that we had speed, you know, we got some athletes, but, you know, knowledge really has, uh, the, the knowledge of Nova really took, took over us. So the goal for us is to be able to compete through a whole game learn as much rugby league as we can because those guys who did play, I ask them all the time how, how, how their confidence is, what their, their, their confidence is through the roof now. You get what I'm saying? So I'm, yeah. I'm happy everything happened the way it, it did, but um, that's the main thing, you know, just getting their confidence up. That's on the field. So what would your markers for success for Cleveland Rugby League be off the field? Uh, just being able to carry yourself as a professional, you know, like uh, I tell these guys all the time, you're you're not representing yourself anymore. You're representing Cleveland Rugby League, and you're and you're representing the NARL. So carry yourself as a professional. Um, the best thing for us is going to go hit these youth club, hit these youth schools to go talk to these schools, do visitations. I'm always putting ourselves. I want to I want to put ourselves up there with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Indians. So. For us to put ourselves up there, we have to carry our we have to carry ourselves like that as as professionals. Make sure we out here in the community, um, and just make sure we're doing everything the right way. You know. Yeah, sure. So, key players for your club. I'll give out one. I'm I'm going to put this out there now. The the fastest guy 
in the NARL. That's Corey Graham, Cleveland Rugby League. He's our fullback. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. You reckon he's the fastest in the NARL? I, I really I really see him as the Ty, Tyreek Hill uh, of the NARL. And so say his name again because so, we won't forget. Corey Graham. Corey Graham. Okay, can't wait. Uh, he'll be the he'll be when I get myself a Cleveland Rugby League jersey. It'll have Graham on the back. All uh, right. And All club motto. Uh, right now, shock the world. You know, we're, we're we're people probably don't see it now because they see us on social media. But we are really the underdogs. You know, we don't have the big signings. We don't have the guys who grew up and uh, was born into rugby league. But I would I tell you what I do have. We have some hungry, passionate guys that has grit and tenacity. And it's just ready to go full speed, you know, like um, these guys are ready. And I, I believe in everybody. To be honest, we honestly don't have to to look overseas because we have talent in Ohio. Ohio mm. is my eyes, if, if not number three or two, number one in American football. And I just see potential when I see any American football player. We, you can transfer some of those guys over to rugby league. But it, the, the bottom line Guys just have to tackle. That's converting over. You have to tackle. Everybody wants to run the ball and look fancy catching the ball, but you got to tackle. So we were making sure that we we uh, lay down the fundamentals of tackling, you know, running to the ball, um, just all the technique stuff, man. This is awesome. I'm getting kind of hyped um, talking about this. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, okay, so when, when you said then about uh, there's so many American football players that, that, that are in Ohio, a lot of people outside of America feel like, you know, there's only a certain, there's only a finite amount of um, jerseys they can give out at the beginning of each season. They they cut them down to 52, or whatever it is. There's 30 or 32 NFL teams, so there's got to be like hundreds of thousands of, of people who could have made the NFL but just didn't. We're just we're just short that year. Is that is that a real prospect that all of these people are, are are waiting to play another sport like rugby league, or is that just an outside of America thing that we just want to believe? No, it's really it's really the, the opportunity is there. So. Of course, uh, well, Cleveland Rugby League, I can only speak for us. We're not searching for, you know, all those guys everywhere that didn't make the NFL Cup. What we're doing is really looking for those guys, That's those homegrown guys that are from Ohio or from Cleveland that went off to college and didn't get that opportunity. So I'm my, my personal um, my uh, staff, they're reaching out to these guys personally to reach out and say, hey, we have a team here in Cleveland where you can get an opportunity because think about it, they already will have a home and accommodation set up for them if they live in here in, in Ohio, Cleveland. So we're just looking at it as a way to be, you know, um, frugal with, with, with the money that we do have and, and, and just be able, able to use all our resources. Yeah. At David Hunter tweeted, what is the connection of Cleveland with the guitars rock music? Um, Cleveland Rugby League, I mean, sorry, Cleveland Rugby League has the connection with the rock music and guitars because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is here in Cleveland. Mm. I actually live downtown Cleveland, so it's right down the street from me, and that's, it's just a place where we, we, we really try to make that connection with just having something with Cleveland, um, what do we stand for, what the city is about, even, you know, with the logo being a, um, a guitar pick, you know, if you, overall it's a guitar pick. So we wanted just to keep that in there. And it's crazy because right now everyone who's tapping in is really like kind of overseas. So everybody overseas really knows about our logo. I just can't wait for the people in USA and for Ohio to just really tap into it because it's going to blow. It's great, man. It is so good. It's a, it, it looks great. It's excellent branding, uh, really unique. Yeah, it's fantastic. 
Um, do you follow rugby league outside of America? Like, do you watch? I know you've played it in a lot of different places, but do you do you have a team in League One or Super League or the NRL that you follow or, or care about? Well, I do. I have a few teams, but I'll I'll give you my number one team. Um, some fans aren't going to like this, but I've been an Eels fan since I started. Shit. Um, I, I know, I know, I, but I loved I love Simi. I, I watched him. I yep. watched. I tried to base my game off of him and for him playing for the Eels. And then, you know, of course, Jared Hayne, it was just awesome. So the Eels have been like my team. I'm, 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 lo- I'm loving Ferguson and Sivo right now. I just stuck with mm. them, even though they haven't been on a good streak or whatever for these years. But I, I just stick to a, a certain team. No, that's, that's good, man. That's a great shout. Semi Rajaraja was unreal. Uh, fantastic yes. point. And Sivo is still playing really well now. And you said you had a couple of teams. Is there other ones and other comps that you're also kind of fond of? Or? Um... I love the whole elite one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, before this crazy story, I was going to, of course, I had Cleveland Rugby League on, but um, the pandemic really had helped that to really keep rugby, uh, keep Cleveland Rugby League going because, of course, Nova gave us the, the competition to play. But before all that, I was really thinking of going to France to play for Albi. Um, wow. So, yeah, so I haven't told anybody that. We were almost there, but, you know, COVID um, kind of took that away. But, man, I was so close to going over there, playing, starting a new life. And it's crazy because nobody really knows that except for their coaching staff and, the, and a few players. So I'm just putting that out there. Like, if this, if the pandemic didn't happen and Ryan Boros didn't reach out to me, I don't know where Cleveland Rugby League will be. We will wow. still be there, but he is, you know, right now. So it's a crazy story. That looks good. Uh, so we had Hey Sam ask this uh, on Twitter. What? What's your NRL team and who's your favorite team? You told us the Eels. Uh, I really hope that they go really well now. And, and every time I watch that, I'll be thinking about you. Um, because did, are you able to watch games or do you just have to watch those highlights of the NRL like on, on YouTube? Uh, I do both. Um, YouTube, of course. I'm doing YouTube. Uh, so uh, they play the full games like maybe a day after the game. But I'm always I'm always watching the highlights or the uh, the NRL tries of the week. You know, so I'm I'm looking at every every highlight each week because I <laughs> I watch it so much. I sometimes watch it two or three times before the next game. <laughs> yeah, wow. So if you could spend some time with the EEL CEO or, or coaches in Australia in the NRL or, or things like that, what do you think you'd ask them? Um, let's first I start wouldn't... about executive before we go to coach. Let's first think about CEOs. If you're going to ask one of those teams about how, how do you develop a team, what are you going to ask them? I wouldn't even ask them because um, I'm not the type of person that asks and just listen and believe everything. I will, I will really ask them, can I, you know, shadow them for maybe a couple of days or a week to see what mm. they really do, see their actions because it's a difference when somebody's telling you, you do, they do this, they do this, but when you actually see them go through the, the routine of what they're going, you know, that's a different story. So I will, I will ask if I can shadow them, you know, just be a, um, a fly on the wall th- during their meetings just to see their, their mannerism and how they carry themselves, how they talk, um, how they dress, what time they come to the meetings, um, and just what they're looking for and stuff, you know. So I'm always being a sponge through these whole – this is another story. So me coming from American football, I've always been uh, one of the best players on the field, if not the team captain or the MVP. So playing rugby league has really humbled me to sit down. And, and, and I came off the bench, you know, with Shaw Cross. I was an impact player, so I haven't set the bench ever, you know, playing. Mm. playing a, it was humbling. And think about it, I'm usually the field general telling everybody what to do, where to go. Hey, do this, do this. Okay. Rugby league, I was just being a sponge. People were telling me what to do. So I've always been kind of humble with it. I always knew that I was the best athlete, no matter what rugby league team I played for, but I just didn't have that knowledge. So it was time for me to, you know, shut up, 
and just listen, be a sponge, don't make the same mistakes, and just follow through with what my teammates were saying because if they're if they're your teammates, they're not going to put you in a bad situation. It's mm. just putting them in. So, what yeah. about is that the same with coaching? Then, if you were going to spend some time with an NRL team or a Super League team for a while and trying to try and pick their brain with coaching, would you rather be just then in the team being coached, or or would there be specific things you'd want to focus on, like defense, or what were you thinking there? Oh, definitely not with the coaching. Not to be uh, kind of the same, but definitely different. You know, I would love to know. Like I said, I want to know all the fundamentals and everything about defense. You know, because that's what the Cleveland Rugby League is going to have. Or we're definitely going to keep keep pounding those fundamentals. So I would definitely ask that and just ask the questions that you asked me. What is their club model? Mm. You know, um, what do they look for in players? And uh, just ask some of them, their tactics for uh, off the pitch, you know, things like what do you do to touch the reach to the community? Mm. Are you as a coach? Are you talking to these people or how do you do your recruiting? So just little things like that. You know, I'm always down to listen and, and just be a sponge. Now, Carboni, uh, Uncle Carboni is taking us in another weird spot here. He wants to know, who's the most famous rugby league personality following you? Oh, man. I'm sure oh, there's a lot man, of blue ticks. It's hard for blue ticks to know other blue ticks, but, you know, it's, it's <laughs> such a big community. I'm going to be honest. Uh, these last few weeks, man, I've been getting some crazy um, followings, man. I, really? It's been crazy. It's been crazy because, uh, you know, there's been a – the article that's been put out about how much NRL is, is receiving. So, you know, guys are definitely thinking of some stuff. But I think the the, the guy that followed me that I was surprised about, this was the other day, was Greg Minikin because I've been watching him for since I started, you know, mm-hmm. started rugby league. And I, I actually came to a game where he was uh, playing for Castleford. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to think who else has followed me. Um, Sam Tompkins. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was just a few days ago, so I followed him back. I'm always reaching out to these guys and saying, you know, thank you for the follow. But, um, and, okay, the other guy, I'm sorry if I don't know his name. I forget his name. He just, uh, he plays in the NRL, 20 years old. He's about to go to the NFL or trying for the NFL. Oh, yeah. Valentine Holmes? Not not him. He's a new one. Okay. I think he tried. The NFL didn't work. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, what happens next, do you think, for the NRA, NARL? I know your focus is really on Cleveland Rugby League, uh, but but for the NRA, NARL, what do you really think happens next? Uh, the one thing I could say is maybe uh, that's when the home and away games will happen. Mm. With the, but other than that, you know, like you said, I'm really focused on what, what could happen this year. Okay. At Easter <coughs> underscore Ed... He asked, how did they meet, or how did your team, or like your team, how did your team meet a requirement to enter the NARL without existing uh, for long beforehand? It was suggested clubs showed financial capability before being allowed in. What did they need to show or prove to take to be taken seriously enough to join this comp? Well, to be honest, that's kind of a league question. The, the league can definitely answer that question, yeah. but to me, I'm not going to say it was a no-brainer, but it was definitely potential behind me in Cleveland Rugby League. You know, um, like you said, during a pandemic, you've only seen in America, California Rugby League and Cleveland Rugby League posts yeah. and things. So we were just trying to make sure that, you know, we know we don't have the the, the pedestal as the NRL, but we want to, you know, carry ourselves like the NRL with the major graphics, uh, you know, training videos, just different stuff where we can reach the fans. And who, who are the who are the kind of fans that Cleveland is Cleveland Rugby League trying to attract? 
Who's the kind of person you're thinking you, you want to definitely beat your games? You know what? It's funny, but Cleveland Browns fans, we are the most loyal fans. We've, we've been had our ups and downs, but this is for all the ladies out there. If you ever have a Cleveland Browns fan as a man, you just know he's loyal. Okay, but I definitely want those... <laughs> I definitely want those Browns fans out there. I definitely want, you know, I just want a new breed. I want to start a new culture. I want to, I want to get the fans out there. That's want to, you know, that want to tailgate the whole game, come two hours before the game, stay two hours after, meet the players, know the players' stats and stuff. So I'm looking for real fanatics, and we're going to change the people here to turn them to, to fanatics, how they are overseas. Now, Monte, you know, might not know this about Australia, but Australians are particularly weird with their sport in that it often is that you have to – when you like one sport, you're only allowed to like that sport. It's very unusual for someone to say, I'm a rugby league fan and also a rugby union fan, or I'm a rugby league fan and I'm also a soccer fan. It's not, it's not common mm-hmm. here. Often you won and that's it. Um, but in America, I know it's very different. You, you're, when you're a Cleveland, when you're from Cleveland, you're a fan of the Cleveland teams. and You might be more fanatical about NFL, but you also know how your baseball team's going and all of that kind of stuff. So it'd be quite yeah. easy for yeah. Browns fans to also still be fanatical Cleveland rugby league fans. Definitely. I mm. definitely could see it, and it definitely will happen. Yeah, great. Okay, so let's think about everyone outside of Ohio then. Who, who are the kind of people from different parts around the world? Because we know a lot of different, you know, we've got Jamaicans listening right now, Russians listening right now, New Zealand. Who are, the, yes. who are those fans that you want being attracted to Cleveland over the, the LA Mongrels or, or, or the Toronto Wolfpack? Um, we're, we're, to be honest, the whole organization, we're going off the, off the, uh, the vibes of, if you if you want to mess with Cleveland Rugby League, we're going to mess with you. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk. <laughs> be, no, to be honest, because, you know, since this first started, man, I've been reaching out to a lot of people. You get what I'm saying? I've been reaching out to a, a lot of people, just to, the, the media here to get this started. You know, different people who have names in the city or in Ohio. And I got a lot of, you know, red messages or not, you know, nobody replying back. So right now I'm at the point where, you know, the people that reach out to us is who we're going to reach out to. Like, you know how you reached out and said, hey, can I get the interview? Oh, yes, you reached out to us. You want to hear our story. Story. You want to help us, you know, uh, gain exposure. Then we're, we're going to mess with you if, you if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the next question that Jess had. She wants to know how can how can people in Australia, she said Australia, but, but I'm going to include everyone else in the world. How, how can people support you and make, and make this work for you? How can they get involved? Um. Well, just the easy part, the, the part that's free, you know, social media, man, retweet, likes, sharing your stories, sending it to your family members. Hey, look what's going on in Cleveland. Look at these people. You know, uh, you're showing your kids. And also, if you want to really support, you can um, just purchase my book, ABCs of Rugby League, me and Harry Jones. You know, we put a book together where we did the alphabets. Every letter in the alphabet will be a rugby league term. It's, it's perfect for ages six to six months. And I'll even put anybody who doesn't know a thing about rugby league. You yeah, definitely yeah. learn book. And, um, you know, that's it. That's really just supporting, you know, social media. I'll just say that because it's free, you know, retweets, uh, shout outs, whatever it is, um, YouTube commenting, do whatever you can, but it's, it's free of charge. You know, we, we can, we, we love the support that's, that's free because we do the same thing. As you see, we always, Posting other clubs and other teams and other mm. players. So, Montana, I'm so glad you brought up that ABC book because um, I saw that that Australian bloke who's always in England to come remember his name, the comedian. He also really loved that and retweeted that and was and talking about how great that was. So I'm so glad that happened for you. But also, I am. Um, yes. I've also written like five or six children's books because I I had a son. Wow. I had a son about two and a half years ago. 
Um, uh, well, two and a half years ago, I was in your your position where I was just about to have a baby, and I realised there were no rugby league books, and so I was thinking. If I want to indoctrinate this kid and brainwash this kid into liking rugby league, then I've got to get him reading books. <laughs> got to get him reading books all around him. And so, um, yeah, it's true. And so, I'm so glad that you that there was someone else like minded like me on the other side of the world. It was just so amazing for me to see you write that book because here I was thinking, man, there's no alphabet. I also wrote an alphabet book. Just sits, you know, I printed it on paper. It just sits on my, uh-huh. my house. Um, and so I was just loving that that across the world, there's a man who was also like, hey, I should do an alphabet book about rugby league, and it was made me so happy. Definitely. We maybe we should collab on something, you know, shameless plug out there. We can we can definitely collab on, you know, another another book or something. So just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I love a shameless plug. That's that's my middle name. And so when um when the Cleveland Tigers um, you know, run into their first <laughs> and they win their first grand final soon or, or World Series or well yeah, what's it gonna be called? What's the championship thing called, do you think? Grand final? Yeah, it's just gonna be an NARL grand final. Yes. Oh no! Nah, it needs to be something bigger and crazier and more American than that. You're gonna have. Oh, it does make sense. It does make sense, but I just know for now I'm thinking it is the grand final. Like okay. I said, if I don't have all the correct facts or don't can't answer anything, <laughs> it can always go to the site. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, grand final. Okay. Well, Monte, this is fantastic, man. Is there anything else you wanted to say before us? That, that's all the questions and comments I've got. So, have you got anything else before we go? Yes, I just want to give uh, everybody out there a, a story. Just a little behind the scenes about um, never burning bridges. Okay, so let me give you the story. So, of course, you know, my last five to six years, I've been trying to get, you know, make it make it big in rugby league, you know, get on clubs, maybe get an agent. So this whole time before up to the NARL, um, you know, I was doing my marketing. As you know, everybody knows me from social media, so I'm tagging different teams. I'm Man, if you could see the list of clubs, over 50 clubs, rugby union and rugby league of emailing, uh, mm. sending out my TV, uh, reached out to plenty of agents, social media, uh, players. I haven't really reached out to that many players, to be honest, but it's really been clubs, agents, and just people who can maybe help me get into the right position. So for the five years, it's really just been me, and I can definitely count on my hands or my fingers uh, of the people that helped me out. But it, it's crazy how the tables turn. So I'm at the bottom, you know, reaching, trying to get up, up top. But now the tables turn, so all the people and teams and people who've been ignoring me or couldn't help out or, or just not even just say, Hey, I can't help you. All those people are now reaching out to me now. You know, I'm seeing different players, different agencies, uh, clubs. Hey, can we partner with you? Hey, I have players that, you know, can, can you, can you look at my player or I got players that never follow me in a, a day of my life or even told me anything about rugby league or congratulates anything. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to come play. It's just like, wow, the tables really turned, but me being so humble, you know, I look at that and just smile and I, and I, I, I keep being me. You know, I do the same thing. I just put that in the back of my head. I would never be the person to say, hey, remember that time you didn't do this for mm-hmm. me? Or, hey, the table's turned. So I just want to put that out there just for any you, for anybody that's listening to just never burn bridges because you see how things can be. Because if I was an asshole or a butthole, I would, I would, I would ignore some of those players or I just wouldn't talk to so, some of those agents or anything. But you know me, I, I'm just open to everybody and I just uh, want every. I just want everybody just to win at the bottom at the end of the day. So I just had to put that story out there to let you guys know how how tables turn and how I'm I'm being humble about the situation. But it's just crazy once you you really put your head down and keep working. You know things can change. So I just want everybody just keep working hard, wake up to grind, and always remember slow feet don't eat. I love that one. Slow feet don't eat. Uh, thanks, Blue Tick Monte Gaddis. This has been fantastic for me, man. <laughs>
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody out there. Make sure you follow me on all the socials and Clean Rugby League, too. Please. Thank you. Chasing Kangaroos is brought to you by Matt Haynes Sport. We are mixed and produced by Paul Murchison. Our theme music was written and recorded by Ash Barco and Ricky Cancino. The podcast is hosted by me, Michael Carboni, and The Biggest Tiger. Views are our own.